This is White House Report Podcast. Here are the top stories you need to know about today. According to Mission Network News, in Africa, many false teachers distort Christianity to their own advantage. The BBC's Africa I recently visited one cult in Uganda known as the Faith of Unity. They teach Jesus did not exist and that their leader had supernatural powers. Reporters also visited the site where a rogue pastor and his wife sacrificed a child. Forgotten Missionaries International's Bruce Allen shares his own experience on a trip to Kenya. One of the tracks I picked up at the airport in Nairobi says, Jesus gives business breakthroughs here. It mentions their church name, and it's all about how Jesus wants to prosper your business and that Jesus is a solution to your career challenges. Since coming to XYZ Church, they have earned their PhD. That's one reason FMI gathered pastors in Kenya together for a conference in March. Friends and partners of FMI learned from each other and built connections. The goal? Becoming like Jesus. Allen says, Jesus was the epitome of servant-style leadership. Even the very day when his disciples are bickering over which one of them is greatest, he humbles himself and washes their feet. So often in these nominal or or cult gatherings, it's all about the control, the fame, the power that that speaker embodies. Pray these pastors will display the character of Jesus to people across Kenya who have been hurt by false teaching. According to Mission Network News, a Muslim fundamentalist stabbed a Coptic Orthodox priest in Alexandria, Egypt. The attack took place on April 6th, and the priest later died of his wounds. Several Christians had gathered at the beach, and the priest was just leaving when the stabbing took place. George McKean with SAT7 says, We addressed the stabbing by talking to different church leaders from the Evangelical and from the Coptic Orthodox Church, and that was great because it brings that sense of unity between different churches in times of difficulty. Sat7 asks the question, should Christians expect to suffer or should they fight for their rights? McKean says we are not defending Christians as our own group or as a closed group, but we are defending all people to live equally and live out their rights. So I, as an Egyptian Christian, am ready to die for my faith. If I have to, I'm not going to seek it. Sat7 asks the question, should Christians expect to suffer or should they fight for their rights? McKean says, we're not defending Christians as our own group or as a closed group, but we are defending all people to live equally and live out their rights. So I, as an Egyptian Christian, am ready to die for my faith if I have to. I'm not going to seek it, but I'm not going to accept my brother being killed or persecuted for his belief. (coughs) According to EEW magazine, according to numerous confirmed reports, a beloved and popular Nigerian gospel singer died Friday after being savagely beaten by her abusive husband, a minister. After spending five days on life support in Abuja Hospital, Osinachi Wanchuku, best known for her hit song, Ekwumi, 
succumbed to devastating injuries inflicted by Peter, who was taken into custody by s police on Sunday. Original inaccurate reports allege that Wakulchu, who tragically leaves behind four children, three sons and one daughter, died of cancer. But the sister of the deceased, Favor Made, said Asinachi passed away from clusters of blood in her chest that resulted from Peter forcefully kicking her. All this while he has been beating my sister, but my sister hides all that she was passing through from us, said the grieving sibling, according to Daily Post. Favor Made also told the publication that the family advised Asinachi to leave the volatile marriage but the committed wife was praying and believing God to change her husband. We told her that they are not divorcing and that it's just a separation, said her sister, but she felt that God is against divorce. We told her that separation is not a sin, but just for her to stay alive and take care of her children. She will always tell us to relax and that the man will change. That change never came. Religious institutions in Nigeria forbid divorce and there are strong cultural beliefs that women should endure unhealthy relationships and make them work, because if there is a fault to be found in that relationship, it's on the part of the woman, and her responsibility is to fix it, said Nigerian registered nurse and domestic violence awareness advocate Shinwi M. Enyena in a piece written for The Guardian. These religious and cultural beliefs play a large role in hindering many women from leaving abusive relationships, she said. According to Mission Network News, Nigeria now holds the most Islamic State violence globally, according to a new report from Jihad Analytics. For the first time in the Islamic State's history, Iraq is no longer the place where it has most activity. ISWAP the Islamic State affiliate responsible for attacks in Nigeria appears well on its way to building a caliphate. I think that's absolutely the agenda, Greg Kelly of World, Ni of, rather of World Mission says. They're essentially eliminating Christianity in northern Nigeria. Government negligence is paving the way for a terrorist stronghold. Last week, 140 people were killed in four villages in the northern part of the country. The government did absolutely nothing about it, Kelly says. Homes were burned to the ground. 140 people were butchered, and the government's not talking about it. They want to sweep it under the rug. Hope remains. World Mission partners with local believers to reach northern Nigeria for Christ. They, the local believers, speak the language they love, Jesus, and most importantly, they have a passion for unreached people groups, Kelly says. We send in solar-powered audio Bibles that have the languages of the people there, Fulani, Hausa, Canary, different unreached people groups that are less than 1% Christian. That is the exclusive work of World Mission because the gospel has not been there. Displacement camps in northern Nigeria present gospel opportunities. What you see is thousands of people who lost everything. They're traumatized and are looking for help. Their hearts are open to the gospel, Kelly says. People are coming to know Jesus amid this chaos and carnage inside Nigeria.
According to Mission Network News, the book of Judges tells the story of Gideon who went up against an invading army. God whittled down his fighting force to 300 men and in the end the soldiers didn't even fight. God gave the enemies terrifying dreams and they fled. That's the inspiration for the G300 Discipleship Program which can be found in the back of the Mission Cry Bible in English and Spanish. Mission Cry partners have also begun translating this content into Farsi, Urdur, and Chichiwa, the most widely spoken language in Malawi. Jason Wolford says, My heart was to see around the world 300 people coming together and making a difference. When the world looks at these 300 people, they'll say, It must only be God because there's no way that these 300 are accomplishing that. The G300 program teaches what it means to be a Christian, such as putting trust in Jesus and not being afraid of enemies. Wilford says, I think it's great because it gives not only the teacher, the preacher, the evangelist, but it also gives the individuals some ownership. It gives them something to believe in, to understand that they are a child of God. As I say, my last name is not Wilford, it's God's son. People get a full understanding of what it is to belong to a family, to a unit. According to Mission Network News, a woman stood outside the Chinese Cultural Center in Karachi, Pakistan on April 26th. She held a bag and fidgeted while a white minibus approached. As the bus turned towards the entrance, the scene erupted into a fireball. The bomb killed the woman, Shari Baylock as well as four passengers, three of which were Chinese citizens. She is the first female suicide bomber for the Baylock Liberation Army BLA. The BLA said the attack was meant to target a symbol of Chinese economic, political and cultural expansionism. The group warned China to halt exploitation projects in Pakistan. Nehemiah said FMI says Shari was married to a doctor and had two young children. She was a teacher by profession and had a master's of philosophy. She wanted to study and pursue her career in zoology. She migrated from Balochista in Karachi just a few months ago. Why would an educated, successful woman do this? The people of Balochistan, Pakistan's largest province, live in poverty. Many want to become an independent country, saying, the Pakistani government and China exploit their land. Nehemiah says there are many, many places where there's no electricity, no basic needs of life. People are feeling that no one cares about them. Even people who are getting higher education, they think that people from other provinces are taking all the resources and stealing the jobs. Shari hoped her actions would draw attention to this situation. Take the opportunity to ask God to move in Balochistan for peace and wholeness. Nehemiah says FMI partners in Balochistan sharing Jesus' love. But the violence makes it difficult to travel there from other regions in Pakistan. It's almost a no-go zone. According to Mission Network News, executions are up 25% in Iran according to a new report from Human Rights Group in Europe. The correlation between races, election, and the increase of executions is to be noted. Edwin 
Keshish Abnuos of Heart for Iran says, Iranians choose the hardline Islamic clerical Ibrahim Raisi for president in June last year. More than 50 executions took place in July, the report reveals, and numbers surged again in September and December. At least 333 people were put to death in 2021. People in Iran can be executed for crimes that are not really considered among the most serious under international law, such as drug trafficking. Keshish Abnos says, It is also worth mentioning, we have had cases in the past where Christians have been executed for their newfound faith. Death may be rampant inside Iran, but so is the life and hope of Christ. Iran is in a very unique spiritual climate right now, Keshish says. A Netherlands-based research group back in 2020 revealed that 1.5% of Iranians inside the country identify themselves as Christians. Hard for Iran brings the hope and love of Christ to people throughout Iran. Connect with Hard for Iran and find tangible ways to help. People for the security of the Iranian church inside the country and for God, or rather pray for the security of the Iranian church inside the country and for God to open more doors to preach the gospel. Kekshish Abnios requests. You can read these stories and more at whitehousereport.com. In closing, remember God loves you. He always has and he always will. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, today is a good day to get to know him. Just believe in your heart that Jesus Christ died for you. He died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose from the dead for you. Pray and ask him to come into your heart, and he will. Romans 10.13 says, For God, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Thank you so much for listening, and may God bless you.